Hello everybody, it's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. Welcome to another episode of the Language Facilitation Helpline podcast, and thank you for tuning in today. The fastest results come when you enjoy the process of language facilitation. Hello everybody. Wow, this is an amazing experience. Welcome to the Waves of Communication channel and the Language Facilitation Helpline podcast. I'm Marcy Melzer, your host, and today I am at the Podcast Movement Conference recording this amazing interview for you with my guest who is Kaz Gaddis. Kaz, tell us who you are. I'm an energy leadership coach, and I primarily work with mom entrepreneurs on the you side of business and life with kids and sharing with y'all how energy really matters and how we show up, interact, engage with our kiddos and be able to create more peace of mind because it can get so, so real. I did a video talking about the different hats that parents wear. And one of the things that I want, was really excited to bring, have you come on to talk to me about is it all takes energy. The spoken language models that you give them are energy. And so that exchange of energy is what we are using as our foundation for how parents are getting their kids talking. They're reaching into the child's world sharing the energy of the spoken language models for what they understand and the child is in return sharing energy by imitating them or trying or doing those things and it's at the very basic level an energy exchange and and really it's a habit that I want these parents to get into in the space that I love to work with the most in with moms in business and again making this um you can adapt this as you're hearing this to your particular situation, even if you're not a mom. The point is, if you are in a space that you're interacting with others, there's energy. And if you're in a business or creating whatever it is that you're creating in this world right now, in addition to the relationship with your kids, that energy, whether it feels constricting or life-giving, where else is that showing up? Yeah. This is where I want to bring my audience. It's important that I bring guests on to help you broaden your minds about this because the whole reason that you're following my channel, you moms and dads out there, caregivers, grandmas, grandpas, all you that out there intuitively, energetically connecting with these late talkers because they are communicating with you and you are getting messages from them every day, all day, and you're trying to convert those into real speech that works to help them share their message with the world because you know they've got a message and you're helping them share that message. Let's break it down to how this energy can work for you. Let's talk about, because you've been working with parents for a long time on your podcast, can you talk about just one problem that you think might overlap with our audiences, Mm. the people who you talk to, as well as the people I talk to? What are, you know, one problem that you see coming up kind of consistently? Okay, so this can get really deep and also really wide and it fully connects, as you're asking, with all the things. The role of spoken and unspoken expectations within you as a person, you as the listener of this moment, um, but also as you, the interactor of all the things in life and with your children, with business, with whatever else you're involved in, and the unspoken and spoken expectations with your child or maybe whoever else is involved in the caregiving and helping them learn this new way so that they can fully be expressed. What are we actually expecting of ourselves first and foremost? Are we even aware of those things? Because a lot of times when we start feeling resentment or shame or like something doesn't feel 
all the way connected, chances are, and saying this with all the love, it starts with us. So something within us, right, is having that. And we can expand on how that affects with the kiddos and, and, and teaching and um, just in all the different aspects that this yeah, comes through. Yeah, so I'm glad you picked that piece because um, we talk about parents find me again because their kids are not where they want them to be. And some parents will take that responsibility onto themselves. Other parents will really dig down rabbit holes and look for other things because we know that there could be physiological things potentially that mm-hmm. cause late talking. In fact, it's true. If your child has a physiological barrier, they will be late talking. And it is very easy for a mom who's in their expectations mindset to really focus on that because then you take away the responsibility for yourself. It's my kid. He's broken in some way or not. And that's just the cards that I was dealt by life. And so maybe your expectation of your child goes down because, or your expectation of yourself goes down because you don't believe that either you're capable to handle this big, big problem because the problem just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as you feel less and less and less and less capable. And so it is, I posit your imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. that leaves you incapable of taking action because you don't believe that you can even make an impact or your child's even going to listen to you. And then your expectations go outside of yourself. Yeah. Um, And then when that fails, because parents do, like let's say you've got an older child and you've been to every doctor, you've had the ear tube surgery, you've gone to the therapy, you've had the tongue tie revision, you've had all the physical stuff looked at and you still have these problems. Kids doing something they're not, Mm -hmm. or not doing something they should. Then we got to look. Then we got to look at what are we doing? What could we be doing? And the reason it's important for us to do that, Cass, is because that's the one thing we can change. Yeah. We can't change the kids' ears. We can't change what the doctor said. We can't change what the therapist does, but we can change what we do next, yeah. how we move from it, or how we respond to it. Yeah. And what, first off, one million percent. And what if it wasn't just doing? Mm-hmm. What if we explored the being? Oh, I love this. Now let's, now we're getting in the energy. The right. real work. The real, And this is the part that makes more, because actually this energy part of it. So listen carefully, folks, as Kaz tells you about this, because yeah. this is the part that will get you better results than doing. Being is better than doing. Talk about that. Yeah, and I want to also share, like, I understand a little bit more than maybe you think yet that I understand in this space. I'm quite new in this space in the sense of my son is in transition. He's about to turn three. We were in a special program that, and um, I don't know if it's nationwide. It probably is. We, it's called ECI. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I forget early childhood intervention. Thank you. He just had his evaluation this week to be able to go into the public school system. But the reason I want to share this piece is even with my current experience, he's my second child. He, um, again, he's about to turn three next month. Pandemic so in September, baby. Pandemic baby. So exactly. I had that there. So there's a list of things I'm going to share. And I just want you as I'm sharing, take off if that applies or what else applies. And this will go into the being piece in just a moment. So my son is almost three, pandemic baby. He um, can say all the ABCs. He says probably over four to 500 words separately, not in communication and definitely not in communication for what he needs. So there's like a whole situation there. He can count to 100, all these things. So we're in this evaluation and I was so proud of all the things that he was able to do during the evaluation and also so grateful that he was being his full authentic self and showing all the things he couldn't do. 
right? Because you never know who their being is going to be showing up to these different things that we're doing to intervene and support the child, right? Especially if they don't know the right. person, if it's a stranger, someone yeah. you never met for the first time. They're not, you know, you were fortunate that your child did show up to be yourself. Yeah. I literally was so grateful. And then talk about energy, the different emotions, the, the, the roller coaster just in those two hours, not even talking about each of our individual lives and how we feel all the feels. But so here I am seeing my child excel at what he's good at, realizing really the blocks currently in other areas that, of course, to me and my own expectations mm -hmm. and my own seeing my other child, how they developed. Right. So I'm having this internal dialogue at the same time. Then I'm thinking, OK, so pandemic baby, I'm in business full time, as is my husband. We both have our own businesses. And then he's a second child. So now I'm like, look at all the ways I failed him or look at all the ways I tried. But man, at least he got the alphabet right. And then I'm like, man, should I have focused more on just communication and the smaller pieces and it wasn't until after that and I did cry and I was like I'm not going to I totally had ice sweat during the situation mm. um it wasn't until after I t was talking to my husband who was present and he's like but you were teaching him the alphabet or we were we have been promoting communication it's just some pieces he hasn't picked up yet right so sharing that small example in that moment to share there's also a space between the doing and the being, and this is for you listening in. There's so much that we have already done and who we are being as a person and sharing that with these kids that there's so much out of our control. And I also wanted to share a different random piece that I think ties into, I did not want to have kids. Dun, 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 oh, right? Wow. So I never wanted kids. First off, it's okay to say the thing. There's no, you can make a judgment from that, whether yeah. it's from yourself or hearing someone else, but like, let's just be real. First off, I didn't want kids. We did choose to have them. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I could, so joke's on me, because now we have two, and I'm uh, very grateful. You know what, could you think, I, I don't know, I'm, I know this is a tangent, totally no, a tangent. I'm all for it. Do you think that the surprise about having your kids, you know, you had a mindset, you somehow you said, I didn't think I could. So somehow someone told you or you got the impression mm -hmm. from some outside source that this wasn't in your future. Mm -hmm. And so immediately you put yourself in a mindset, well, I don't want them. I don't need, mm -mm. kids aren't for me. And it's because you knew you couldn't, so you just wouldn't let yourself want them. And then you got them. Yeah, hell of a journey. Um, in the best of ways, and also, yeah, no, it's an adventure in all and, the ways. And see, so what I talk about too, when we're talking about energy and we get into talk, topics like this, you guys were given these kids, mm -hmm. whether you like it or not, whether you thought you could have them or not, mm -hmm. whether whatever, you were given these kids as a gift. And I think that the information that Kaz is talking to you about her experience and how she went through it and all the emotions that she was feeling is part of your journey. Yeah. It, it, before you get started in the doing, realize what you have been given, mm -hmm. an opportunity to grow. And I'm not gonna dig into your past, Kaz, but oh, I I'm know that- No, I'm all open book, yeah. I know a lot of people on my channel um, have parenting struggles yeah. and they themselves were had childhood parenting struggles from their relationship with their parent and now they have a choice of doing it differently better choices through your life experiences because the real ones that your parents gave you first 
that didn't teach you what you needed to know to be really effective and helpful. And so fortunately for both Kaz and I, we've been through our journey mm-hmm. and I know a lot of you might be in the middle of it. And I think that maybe you could be given a kid who has challenges as your opportunity to really dig into some deep healing. Can you talk a little bit about how you help parents work mm-hmm. with that energy? Like if you're yeah. really feeling this space, like this is a kid, you, you could have guilt that you weren't speaking about, that you were like, I didn't want to have this kid and now I got a broken mm-hmm. one. I mean, I'm just saying these things out loud that people potentially are thinking. Yeah, and they're all just words when you think mm-hmm. about it, right? Everything that we think about, we tie perspective, we tie a judgment to, and it's also just a neutral word. I didn't want kids. Or now I have this child, I don't understand. Who's broken, them or me? Mm-hmm. What if it wasn't that? Right. And so going to what you were sharing, a thousand percent, um, there's a bunch of things that happened with, with me not being able to have kids medically. And also, my both of my parents were entrepreneurs and I wasn't raised by them. And I didn't want another child to go through that. Right? We all have these different stories come in. Or maybe we just wanted to create success and create impact and we thought that could be a thing. And so wherever you are or maybe you always wanted kids and I also have clients like that and we talk about this in in my mastermind with some of my clients there too where it's like we wanted the kids but the idea of it versus the reality was very different than we anticipated there goes the spoken and unspoken expectations again and how do you find yourself where do you find yourself in those spaces in the everyday because right from one moment to the next we are all good and then all of a sudden everything is fine until it's not I talk a lot about anchors versus life rafts. So we ride the waves of communication here and try to keep parents up on top because they do. Sometimes you get big old waves. Sometimes you get tsunamis coming at you. And it doesn't matter. And it can turn on a dime. And because we're talking about emotions, water, energy, it's that idea of riding above the emotions Mm -hmm. that trigger you to want to be a do, 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 or what did I do or didn't I do? You're analytic about what happened or what's happening or all of that stuff instead of maybe why it happened. And, you know, I, it's a lot of times parents feel like they don't have time to dig into those feelings because their kid's late talking. They're already four, five, six, seven, or even older. And it's later and later and later in the pressure and pressure and pressure of I can't I got to suppress my worry about the my childhood and all that business. And it really will delay their process Mm -hmm. if they do. It doesn't resonate in a positive way. It's not making you feel happy. You can't ignore these things. Right. You have to figure out why you're not happy to get happy because you need to be happy every day for your kid to be attracted to you and come to you and learn from you. And if you're in these feelings, it's not going to help you get to the real connection you need mm-hmm. with your child, right? Yeah, and I can see what you're saying. I don't think you have to be happy, though. Oh, I think you just have to be real. or And connected. Yeah, because when you are connected... Then you get to be like, okay, you know, mommy or daddy is having a moment right now. We get to humanize the experience and show an example of that and be like, you know, today I'm not feeling the best and maybe communicate that with them or take some time for yourself. Go hide out in the car if you need to just for a moment or whatever. You know, obviously the <laughs> hiding in the bathroom doesn't is not very successful for no, many of us. Not usually. Um, <laughs> but taking Spoken a moment. Of a mom of a two year old. Yeah, <laughs> taking, taking a moment for yourself first and foremost, because, again, if you don't take time for you to recalibrate yourself as the adult then you can't help your child 
have safe space to recalibrate themselves yeah or you partner with them and that goes back into the expression and the communication piece yeah and so i i like that i like that better so it's not about getting rid of things so you can feel better it's working through the things that you're feeling together as a connected experience and then you're really teaching your kids we talk about this on the channel you know when parents are given kids with i call them talkie boxes the ones that you push the button and it says i want cookie or whatever um they're needs-based applications where the child is using some device to ask for what they want and then usually when i ask parents that of kids that are trained in these devices how do they communicate their feelings and they don't know how and i think it's because parents forget to do these experiences normalize let's talk about your frustration yeah let's talk about my frustration and when they see I'm really frustrated so if you're sitting in traffic with your late talker and a school bus blocks the whole thing and you've got to sit there for 10 minutes or whatever happens these are the anchors mm -hmm. so how you respond to the anchors is you're like hey I've got a life raft I see the anchor I see the mm -hmm. the, the problem or whatever let's talk about it let's bring it to the surface so it's yeah. not buried and we got it up here where we're riding these waves together yeah and with that example the um ability to turn and either express what you're feeling if you're frustrated if you're happy if whatever you're feeling everything is energy communication words may add to that but the non-verbals and the expression of the body right the non-verbal expressions that is like number one that was before even words were invented and we spoke that and so if you're happy, if you're frustrated, if your kid did something that just drives you so wild in the moment, what if you were just to randomly break out into laughter for a good 30 seconds or a minute with them? And now they're mimicking with you this laughter space. And then by the time you're done, you completely kind of like forgot that you were just frustrated. But now any energy that any of you had was just released into the air. Yeah. And if they're nonverbal, again, depending on your kiddo, maybe they can still laugh yeah. or maybe they join you and they, and by by witness this can be so powerful. They can witness you in your energy and you get to just display and laughter yoga is not just laughing. Like my favorite and y'all can try this on and this literally can be a tool. You can have a word, a phrase, a, a question that maybe you ask or you're gonna say something like ready. And then, so one of my favorite type of laughter yogas is you throw your hands up and you start laughing and you're just like <laughs> And you could be sitting or standing for this. And then you put your hands all the way down like towards the floor and you go <laughs> And oh. you're making like a crying sound. Yeah, yeah. And you do that up and down a few times. And you should see her whole facial yeah. expression is changing. Her body is changing. <laughs> She's really incorporating her whole physical being. Yes, into this whole thing. And what it allows you to do, it's almost like a stretch. It allows you to stretch into yay, laughter, and also into mm, feelings. And by doing that a few times, it truly becomes a stretch of like, okay, I'm letting it out. I didn't even need to use words to express what I'm feeling, but it's getting out and it becomes a reset that you get to do alongside with them. When you stop, you've actually had the experience of, okay, now that I'm balanced in the middle, where do I choose? Where do I sit right now? Do I need a little more time? Do I need to go to the car and <laughs> a little bit more? You know, do I need to go do that? Or 
have I just hit that reset button. I love this. It's just like a really quick mini reset yeah. button that you can do. And literally in 30 seconds, I feel better. This is a connected experience. We don't make these kids do anything. I say that a lot. You and, can't. <laughs> and they can't make you do anything either. Because remember, you have choices just like they do. Right? Yep. yep. So I love that you offer people the grace and space and time, just like I do, to warm up that coffee, take that break. If they are pushing you to give up of yourself, then you got to take it back. Before we get too long, give us your website. Tell yeah. us the website. It's kazgaddis.com. And this will not be the first time you hear from Kaz. And I know that I'm going to be on her show as well. What is your, um, tell us about your podcast. Yeah, it's called Raising Kids in the Biz. I actually do have some dads that listen. It really is for the moms in business and the you side between both. Uh -huh. And so we're excited. We're coming out with a new season and bringing it all back out. And so. she does retreats and trainings and yeah. amazing things out of the country <laughs> and yoga and laugh yoga. You're going to love the website anyway because Kaz's energy flies off the screen. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much and thank you all for listening into this and investing the time into yourself and your kiddos. I so appreciate it. Thank you, Marcy. I couldn't have said it better. With a whole range of waves of communication resources, from free content to customized coaching, you now have access to everything you need to elevate spoken language to infinite success. You are welcome to get your journey started with my 11-week language facilitation journey to speech workbook. You can access this workbook and all of the language facilitation resources on my website, wavesofcommunication.com.